Aspire through stories and music. Aspire engages your imagination and propels you to new thinking. Do you want to know what you're capable of? Tonight, I have the absolute joy and motivation as well to speak to <laughs> Susanna Carpy. How are you, Susanna? Good evening. I'm super. Oh, super. Super. I love super. Because, Susanna, what are we talking about tonight? Well, um, the, the tip that I got um, today from my son was to talk about flexibility. Yeah, yeah. So, this, um, can I tell the story? Please. So, um, yes, Mother's Day. So, big shout out to all the mums and um, aunties and women and carers out there. Grandmas. And grandmas, of course. And, uh, of course, here in Lismore, it's, um, it's that rainy kind of day and we've been snuggled up and I was sitting on the couch watching some Netflix because I got to watch the telly because I'm a mum today. And then my son comes running out because the alarm had gone off on my phone. Radio! <laughs> <laughs> and so we dashed around and got dressed because we were in our gym jams. And um, I said, what am I talking about? And he went, flexibility. <laughs> so, and here we are. And the irony was not lost on you that you went from one mindset to the next pretty quickly. Yeah. That's amazing yeah. flexibility. Is the brain and mindset, because you are a mindset coach yes. in Lismore, um, is it like a muscle that needs to be strengthened or should we have the expectation that we can quickly move from one task or situation to another pretty quickly? Uh, I kind of like to think of it as, as that, you know, we have an amazing brain and that we are so able of doing so many amazing things with our mind and also that when you uh, use and practice it, um, that that also benefits you as well. Not, not much different from, you know, we've all got a body and we can do amazing things with our body and, you know, we give it some exercise and some good food and we can do even better. Right. So we exercise our mind yes. uh, to work in the gap, I guess, between what is happening, the situation external to ourselves and our response or our reaction. That's one to way. turn it into a response yes, instead that, of a that's reaction. That's one way we can use our mind to uh, <laughs> to live life a little help more healthily. The other day, um, my partner did that trick where, oh, by the way, I'm bringing three friends home. What have you got for dinner? And usually that's not a problem because there's always stuff on or you know pretty flexible. I can just manoeuvre things and make things happen. And I was having a particularly hard day where I'd found out some bad news and went kind of a little bit troppo, like a little bit kind of um, what are you doing that for? Like a, a, a reaction that I would never usually have and the phone call ended quite poorly. And I texted her later and said, I am just not flexible today. And I had enough self-awareness to know that the rigidity that had set, set in from the bad news meant I had no capacity for any change in how I saw my night to look like. What would you suggest to someone who um, relates to that but doesn't know how to get to that bit where you, where you kind of go, oh, that's what's happening? Oh, okay, so, so moving from the reaction to the um, res response, like the understanding, the reaction, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. So um, we all react to things, you know, we all have our special triggers that get buttons get pushed, <laughs> and uh, then it, it's big. It's just giving yourself permission 
to acknowledge yourself in relationship with others and and notice when it's uh, when the external world impacts on you. So what I mean by that is that when it when it becomes someone else's fault or um, when you've blamed others or when, um, you know, you're making excuses um, rather than taking personal responsibility, I know that's really kind of can it's be hard, hard to, to do. It's hard to hear, let, yeah. let alone do. Yeah, the big R word, responsibility. Um, and it, it is, but again, we're talking about, muscle is that I know of you is that that's something that you've been practicing mm. and so it gets easier to so that your res, your reaction and then your understanding of your reaction gets shorter and shorter and also your accountability to say I apologize and this is where I'm at right now and and ask for the support or the need that you want. Yeah, it was interesting because even having that conversation with my partner, she was able to turn around and say, oh, that's all I needed to know because there was no chance for her to take that personally then. It was kind of when you have language for it as well, isn't it? Because it's not like before I've done all the reading or like you're saying the practice I've done, I wouldn't know how to say to someone I'm feeling inflexible. (laughs) Like what would you, could you say that to your boss if your capacity was full? I think you could say that and whether they would understand it I get, would depend on where they're at. Mm, true. Yeah. True. So find your language. Common language is, is really is, uh, interesting, you know, that people that have, you know, have all done one kind of personal development course will have the same kind of language or, um, you know, and people that are, you know, NMM fans, for example, will talk about stuff that will go straight over my head. So um, it does enable us to communicate Um, within communities through language and tell me more about what you think what you mean about flexibility as part of a successful mindset to get things done Mm, so uh, I was thinking about this on the way here of course and so flexibility means that you mentioned the word rigid rigidity mm. and it means that we can move outside of our own personal labels or our own beliefs um, and explore a little um, and step outside of the rules that we hold for ourselves and it's not to say that um, that you'll discount them but just to allow yourself to explore outside of them. Mm. Um, and also to, you know, the great thing about flexibility is that it gives you the capacity to experience life more fully so that I can be on the couch at home watching Netflix and then the next, you know, within <laughs> 15 minutes I can be at the radio station. So, and um, I love that, you know, and that to have that flexibility um, means that you can have life be a richer, uh, more fuller experience. Do you need trust to be flexible? Mm. Do you need to trust yourself? Because a lot of that rigidity for me pulls in when I'm feeling out of control and I can't uh, be sure about what – I want surety to kind of counteract that 
life business, yeah. which is out of our control. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. So certainly, um, I just said the word there, um, we all have um, a need for certainty. And so when we have certainty in, in so much as that we can back ourselves mm. and that our certainty comes from within as opposed to our external certainty, it means that when we have that certainty within us, it becomes a lot easier to be flexible. So when your things are going on for you and there's, you know, there's um, a lot of uncertainty, you don't know what's happening, you don't know how to feel because of what's been going on, that would probably impact your ability to be, um, you know, have that flexibility or embrace adventure and that kind of thing. So what's the difference between, can you have certainty and humility at the same time? Humility? Hmm. What do you mean by humility? To me, certainty means an arrogance or a kind of, I've got this, I know this, I know what's what this is about. Have I got the wrong end of the stick of <laughs> the definition? No, well, your stick's your stick, so you can hold it anywhere you like. Um, so certainty for me mm. is really about this sense of that I... Um, have faith in myself that even if I stuff it up, that I'll be okay and that I have faith that um, I'm here to learn and love and give and grow and that's enough. Yeah, so that's the certainty comes from that sense of um, I'm okay, I'm enough. And I guess that's why I'm asking about humility because humility... Uh, it's to me comes across as uh, uh, being a servant or or being a walkover or pushover in some way. But what I'm hearing you say is that that servantile nature is actually in in an intention of giving and an intention of certainty within self. So there's no need to big note or put people ahead of myself. Sure. There's a real difference between certainty and righteousness. Ah, there we go. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. And, and righteousness is, is this real place of judgment that mm. I'm right and you're wrong. And I don't think that certainty has to have that kind of rule attached to it, certainly for some people, perhaps. Uh, so it, it's more that um, certainty of self uh, versus that, you know, that righteousness of expression and, and, you know, so that's where the humility comes in. So I think you can be very certain of yourself mm. and have oodles of humility at the same time. You're listening to Aspire. You can uh, listen to more of what Susanna Carpi, who's joined us tonight, has to say on the podcast at aspirepost.com. So, Susanna, we're talking about flexibility we started talking about certainty and got on to righteousness. Mm. <laughs> this is an excellent um, pathway through the woods that we're taking. Tell me, I want to be flexible, but I feel like no one around me is flexible. My kids aren't flexible. My partner's not flexible. My boss isn't flexible. What is happening I'm the most easygoing person in the world. What's going on? Why am I confronted by all these walls? I don't have the answer. As as you know, I don't generally have answers, but I might have a question. Yes. So how is the flex, the inflexibility of people around your problem? My problem? Mm. Oh, if they just did what I said, then 
there wouldn't be there would be more efficiency at work. The kids would get to school on time. Dinner would be made. Okay, so you're not actually after flexibility. You're after control. Yes. Oh my yeah. God, it's so true. I'm actually that's a hypothetical um, situation, of course. But uh, I did find out Saturn returns hit me pretty hard at about 28, and I discovered that I was not easygoing at all. I was easygoing if everyone did what I said to do. But yeah, when things started getting really serious, I started getting to know myself a bit more. I was like, whoa, wow. There was no flexibility at all. I guess that's why you need to exercise the muscle if that's what you want, a more easygoing life. Wow. It's interesting that, you know, I think things get simple, more simple. I don't know that it gets easy. Yeah, so the the that you know life is easy mantra or life could be easy. Uh, I don't think that's what we signed up for. Yeah, that as a human, life uh, is you know the the journey through the challenges because that's what makes us who we are. And so the benefit, if you like, of stretching the mind muscles mm-hmm. is that you can have more challenges, yeah, and and work through them in a way that you can feel good about yourself at the end of the day, mm. yeah, and know that you are a good person and that whatever you're going through uh, is okay and that regardless of the setbacks, you pick yourself up and you keep going. Well, that brings us back to resilience, doesn't it? Mm. That certainty within self, I wonder, you know, people say I don't have a great self-esteem or I don't have a a sense of self. I just don't understand where people start to address that. I don't know. Is that why people pick up self-help books, do you think? Uh, For me, look, I pick up a self-help book because I'm – always curious to learn more and there is you know that to be a better version of myself um you know that and there is a wealth of them you know I guess if you have a particular issue like if you recognize for yourself that you have a low self-esteem and it's impacting your relationships and impacting the quality of your life um and that you make that choice to do something about it that's so brave and courageous and that any you know whether it's a book or a movie or a conversation with a friend um any step forward that you take is uh well worth it and it will take you to a greater sense of that self-love and certainty that we're talking about hmm what does a person with good self-esteem look like? Oh, well, it could be anyone. <laughs> uh, good self-esteem. I dare say they've probably got a twinkle in their eye. They don't take life too seriously. And they're okay with letting others around them do what they need to do for themselves. And they most likely don't get into judging Um, and that they take responsibility for themselves, you know, and um, own their own stuff. Hmm, I'm going to look out for someone like that this week. I'm going (laughs) to – I feel like I'm sitting there with my low self-esteem judging someone going, spotto, I got you, I got you, mate. It's interesting because, yeah, you know, like – 
I, we judge ourselves quite harshly. More than anyone else around us, we judge ourselves, um, you know, we're, we, sometimes we're our worst friend we could possibly have. No, it is, it is that um, how do you get to that uh, golden piece, I guess, of being more than enough? I heard you say it before that it is enough and enough is such a powerful world, mm. I think. Well, you know, like I know for myself is that, you know, just in case the listeners out there think I've got it all together, it's so not true uh, for myself and that... Uh, even when I have the worst day, that's enough. Yeah, so that I'm not beating myself up for all the things I did wrong, for the way the way that I could have done something or what I could have done better. It's just that every day I live is enough. Every day that I wake up and smile, it's enough. So tell me how that fits in with getting our needs met. Yeah. Okay. There's so, a lot in that question. Yeah, Sorry. there's heaps, but I'll have a go. <laughs> um, so my my sense of that is it, part of it is again is um, we're talking about you know practicing and it's like practicing asking for you know now I quite often with with my friends we're talking about language and so when when I say to a friend from a friend of mine I'll say I have a request and they'll like I'll wait for them to say I'm I'm ready to hear your request and so then I can ask and um, and in that space so in you know with with that is that I've got around me a bit of a culture of being okay to ask for something, okay to ask to get my needs met, whatever they may be. So, um, and asking for for what you want is actually kind of not a societal norm, is that, you know, you're supposed to help everybody else out, Mm -hmm. you know, so to be okay with asking can be perhaps the first hurdle. Susanna Carpey is with me tonight and we are talking about flexibility. You can actually hear more about what Susanna has to say uh, on the podcast, aspirepost.com. Susanna, flexibility. Yes. Um, what's the best kind of example of a career in flexibility? A career? Yeah. Like what kind of career do you think? Motherhood. Yay! All the mothers in the in the world are just cheering you right now. Are you kidding me? That's so true. What can you control? Very little. I saw a three-year-old have a tantrum today because she wanted to leave. And I was just like, now there's someone getting her needs met, you know? And she was very polite about it at the start. She was like, mum, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I was like, yeah, you are. That's a wonderful way of <laughs> saying let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, it's motherhood. Mm. So yeah, flexibility means that uh, I know, like running a business, um, that it was the day the flood rain started. As that um, first, I think it was a Thursday morning, looking out the window, going, "I'm not driving my son to school today because my car's not going to make it, and even if I get him there, it, it'll be flooded by the time." We bring him home. So I had a client that morning. So I texted my client talking about flexibility and I said, we can do this. I can meet you at the office. My son will be there with headphones on and his iPad or we can um, have a session on the phone. What would you like to do? And so that was me going, I need to be flexible in this situation because someone, there's no way I can get someone to look after my son. That's my responsibility. And I've got a responsibility to my client. What can I do? And and he made his choice and on we went. So, and 
It's those kinds of things. Instead of going, oh, my God, what am I going to do? It's disaster. Um, it's just going, okay, this is a situation. What can I do about it? What can I be responsible for? What do I need to communicate? Mm-hmm. I think most women don't realise how good they are at flexibility because it's just become so like a nev- like there is no other choice. Is that right? Ah, we get lots and lots of practice at it, mm. which what's which is what makes us so good at it. And again, it's one of those things that we don't often acknowledge mm. of ourselves. And that you know, big pat on the back to all the women out there that it is a tough gig, but you get so much from it just from your own personal growth because you have to. We can stop and go, okay, all right, we do have a you know, a full suite of flexible skills up our sleeves. Right, transferable skills, aren't they? Absolutely. (laughs) Susanna, you're a mindset coach in Lismore and you work privately with organisations but also with uh, individuals looking to change their mindset to have better results. Well, I guess so. Um, I, I think what I do is that I help people with problems. Oh, right. And so, and that... The, um, and we do. The, my modality is working through the mental, the mental space, if you like, as opposed to um, other modalities. And that um, always start with self awareness, and always looking at you know what can you control, what can you do, and how can you grow, um, and what can you practice to help your life in whatever area, area it is that that you want to have change. Wow, that's a pretty good elevator pitch, by the Thanks. way. Yeah, I've been working on it. <laughs> um, we sometimes get through our lives feeling like uh, this will never pass. Uh, that feeling when you get stuck and stagnant, and and kind of stuck and uh, stopped in your tracks mm. around um, conflict that can turn up in your life. Mm. What do you think? meant like for that mental exercise or mental health to be able to um, be patient with yourself while you're sitting in that place because we're often told move on quick get mm. get yourself up keep moving we're actually sometimes if we drop that resistance yeah um, I posted this week on Facebook um, an image of a, a butterfly hauling a stone behind it and um, the you know the message was you know let that shit go and that we hold on to so much and that that's kind of where we get stuck and um, and quite often you know talking about depression is often a focus on the past and anxiety hmm. is a focus on the future and what's missing is that presence that you're talking about that presence and patience and allowing yourself to be with who you are right now and with what's going on um, and that if you can sit in that space, in that place of presence and kind of sounds a bit, um, are we going to woo-woo? I don't know. No, but not even. That, yeah, that um, if you can be present with yourself, then um, things from that space, you can make much better decisions than when you're focusing on the past or even in the future. All I'm hearing from you right now is responsibility. In my head, I <laughs> that's exactly right. It's the raw of responsibility. If I was in, you know, if I when I choose to be in the present, I have to take responsibility for every 
situational circumstance I've placed myself in. Oh, it's that have to word that really sings out to me. Yeah, you don't have to. Um, and it's not an obligation to that is required of you. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, in that place of presence, there's nothing that you need to do. Because you're more than enough. You are. Yeah, as is. Mm. So, and, yeah, (laughs) personal responsibility, I mean, something that I come up against a lot Mm. and that it's that knowing, my mentor said this to me very early on in my coaching career and I, God, I wanted to swear at him and it was that he said to me, your life is exactly the way you want it, otherwise you would change it. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and, and now, you know, years down the track, that still sits with me because I realise that if there's, if I want my life to be different, I'm responsible for changing it. Sometimes I wish that wasn't true and sometimes I want to hide from that and sometimes I do. Yet I know that when I take responsibility for the choices I make and the things that I choose to do, um, yeah, that things do get better. Over the last 12 months, I've stopped drinking alcohol, I've stopped smoking. Recently, I stopped drinking caffeine. Wow. That was the most hellish thing I have ever done possibly in my life. That was harder than I- any loss I've ever had. It mm. was... Grieving the bean. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even know how much it was impacting my life. It's amazing. So the cleaner I'm becoming (laughs) without all those stimulants and toxins and uh, downers and all of that stuff, the more um, difficult it is to avoid feelings. Mm. Mm. Yes. And... (laughs) Mm. But I will give you this. I have absolutely no interest in going back to not feeling feelings. What is that, do you think? Uh, and also, um, I wish I could remember her name. She wrote The Year of Yes. And she was talking about we push our feelings down through food. We put things on top of our feelings. We put food on top of our feelings. Smoke in the lungs. You know, all of those things. We put them on top of our feelings because they're uncomfortable and that we, we don't like to be uncomfortable. And so that we have lost touch with our ability to mentally understand our feelings. That's the disconnect. You know, we can feel something that's like, and we don't have the capacity to go, okay, even to name what those feelings are with that vocab of feelings um, and to be present to that and feel it and allow it to pass. Generally what we tend to do is have a feeling, hold on to it, stuff it down and, and hope that, you know, we can be in denial of it for forever and ever. <laughs> ever, until yeah. it turns up to yeah. as disease. And, and as you're kind of experiencing and, and what I know for myself is that that when you feel the feelings, then then you've got the choice, you've got some choice for yourself. You can make things happen for yourself and that you can also kind of process it and mm. let it go as opposed to hang on to it. And um, so the feelings that you feel... 
It's almost like, okay, I've got a feeling, okay, and, and then it passes because you move through it as opposed to let's just stuff it down and deep and let's not look at it, yeah? Um, and so when you start to do this kind of personal work and you're present to yourself, those feelings come up and that life in some ways doesn't seem easy, as we were talking about that before, but it does get more simple. Uh, I don't know. That's why you step out of your comfort zone to reach out for help. It's kind of say, you know, I want to be seen or I want to be heard. I want the solution. Mm. Maybe that's more it. I want the solution and I think you're going to help me with it. Yeah. And so all of my clients are ready. They're ready to create some change for themselves. And, um, And I often always say you don't need to be broken to ask for help. What? Are you sure? Because I like to run myself right into the ground before I ask for help. Yeah. We can get you out of that habit. (laughs) Oh, God, I hope so. How do people get in touch with you? Through um, website, uh, www.readymindsetgo.com.au and you can find me also by that same name on Facebook. Aspire through stories and music. Aspire engages your imagination and propels you to new thinking. Do you want to know what you're capable of? 